57% of employers are less likely to interview someone if they can't find them online. Welcome to the Marketing Mentors Podcast brought to you by Red Pandas Digital. My name is Tasha and I'm here today with Linda. Just Linda. (laughs) (laughs) Not the lovely Linda. No, I've done lovely for the last few weeks. so I thought I'd just do Linda today. Just Linda. This episode we are chatting about building a personal brand, well, or personal branding, what it is, why it's important, and most importantly, why you should be uh, building your own personal brand and how you can be doing that. So, Linda, we obviously chose this topic today um, because it's been suggested by a couple of our colleagues, and I know that you and myself have both been working on building a personal brand um, over the recent months and We've been seeing some, you know, interesting results and we've been learning a lot. So I thought it'd be a really good topic for us to talk about and share some of those things that we've learned and done. So really, uh, why don't we just start with what is what what is personal branding? Cool. Okay. Well, very simply, I mean, it's very, very similar to company branding, but I guess it just relates to a person yeah. and it's just your opportunity to be able to share your beliefs, what you think, your missions everything in your personal space. So it gives you that opportunity to kind of share from a personal point of view, you know, anything to do with your craft and personally what you're like in your profession. Yeah, awesome. And you might see personal branding on LinkedIn, TikTok, Twitter. And that's where we're mostly doing our personal branding, I would say. Yeah. yeah. Mostly I on LinkedIn. couldn't talk to any other like uh, uh, platforms, but definitely LinkedIn. I've dabbled in TikTok a little bit here and there. Um Facebook and Instagram are probably more on that like social side, but we're going to get more into the professional side of things. So without spending too much time on what it is, let's talk a bit about why it's important. Mm. So why personal branding is so important, and I'll, I'll kick us off, is the, the employment um, market and jobs are becoming increasingly more competitive. Yeah, It's becoming harder and harder to stick out. of Particularly uh, in the marketing space. A hundred percent. Marketing, digital, um, you know, in that that kind of really fast-paced moving environment, it's hard to see which resume sticks out over the others. And it's not mm. just resumes anymore. Yep. Like you said before, 57% of employers are less likely to interview someone if they can't find them online. I know this. Like as it a, also applies in dating. <laughs> I love that. That's true. You don't have a social media account. <laughs> if anyone's single that's listening, make sure you've got social media. It's weird now. Personal it's branding. almost weird if you go online yeah. to find someone and you can't find anything. It's like, whoa. It is strange in this day and age. Yeah, even if you just have a profile, and we're going to talk about like proper tactical tips in a bit, but have a profile with like a half-decent picture and a few things that you like. That's that's better than nothing because an a, a no social media presence from from the angle we're coming at mm-hmm. from the angle of employment and building a personal brand yeah you need it obviously your resume gets you through the door yeah you apply for the job but I feel like at least in our space in our industry a LinkedIn profile is like a second resume oh 100%. and every employer is going on to LinkedIn searching you before they meet with you or if they even have an inkling that you might be a good candidate and they want to reach out to you they're going on your LinkedIn yeah. and having a look at what you're about it's such a good opportunity to be able to stand out yep. because you can share so many sides yep. to you there are so many different pieces of content that you can put out on LinkedIn whether you know your craft is writing articles whether it's using more of the post function like whatever it is just gives you more of a holistic um, presence online yeah spot on and it's uh that person back to that personal brand being important is because 
not only are you getting to show that um, holistic view of who you are, but it, it, it's a representation of you and your professional self. So when you are yep. applying for those roles, they jump in there and they can see who is this person, what are they interested in, you know, how do they carry themselves. It's not even about what they look like. That's a nice, that's a nice to know. It's mm. about who this person is, what do they stand for. Like you were saying before, it's your beliefs, your ethos, your goals, your mission. Um, and like we met, like yeah, like we said before, uh, employers are looking for you, your values before they even consider hiring you. Yeah, they're checking you out to see could this person be a potential fit? Are they even worth my time? Yeah, I love it. That's why it's important to work on your personal branding. Yeah, yeah. Now the next topic I want us to talk about is really tactical. It's where we will spend most of the time, and it's uh, really on how you can actually build a personal brand. So we've been talking about why it's important and how mm. and you know why you should be doing it and what it is. But if I want to start building my personal brand online today, where should I start, Linda? I would approach it like um, company branding. Okay. I really wouldn't approach it any differently from like the initial like setup point of view, if you yep. will. So think about who is your target market. Who are you trying to speak to? Let's stick to LinkedIn just because it's easier. But yeah. obviously, this can be replicated across all different platforms, whether it's Twitter or whatever it is. But think about who is your target market? Who are you trying to connect with right now? Think about what do they care about? What are those buckets of topics that they care about? But also, what is it that you want to speak about? And is there overlap in those two spaces? Yeah. So I would identify different buckets of topics. Yep. For us, I know that yourself, Tasha, it's, you know, one of them is HubSpot. Yeah. For me, I focus on communication, leadership, inbound marketing. I have these certain buckets that I stick to. From there, you can kind of understand from your target market, okay, what do they care about? Mm -hmm. What are their challenges? What's going to resonate with them? And from there, it's no different to how you would set up social media marketing or, for a, or yeah, for a company. Yeah, I love that. There are some questions that I wrote down. I, found, I can't remember where I found them. I've got a link here. But there's some questions to ask yourself to help you identify what you should be talking about. So to Linda's point, if you have approached building a content strategy for a company before, it's actually not too dissimilar building yep. a content strategy or a personal brand for yourself. And here are some of the questions you could think about or consider and brainstorm some of the answers and they might you might start to see a pattern. And that pattern might be those buckets that Linda talks about. Things like, what drives me? What areas do I excel? What work drains my energy? What work fuels me? What uh, settings do I work in best? What industries do I find interesting? Where do I want to be at the end of my career? And what impact do I want to have? I like the where do I want to be at the end of my career because that really ties into the employment side Yeah. where let's say you're really interested in branding from a marketing point of view. So sharing those pieces of what, you know, top companies around the world are doing in regards to branding, mm -hmm. aspirational type content in that space, knowing that that's where you want to be and that's the end goal. Maybe you want to be, you know, the GM of branding for a corporate. Being able to share posts and, and educate in that space really is guided by where do I want to be at yeah. the end of my career because you might have recruiters following you, people reach out to you, um, offering you job opportunities yep. and they're going to be looking at the, the type of content that you're posting and you're clearly passionate about. Exactly. And that whole um, knowing what you want to talk about, knowing where it all ties in 
and not just aimlessly posting on social media yeah. with no real kind of directive. Which, to be honest, that's I started doing a hundred percent. I was about, I was literally just going to say that's <laughs> kind of still what I do to this day. Yeah. So I'm I'm trying to practice as a lot of the stuff that I am preaching, but it's yeah, definitely true. about um, asking yourself some strategic questions that are going to tease and um, irritate out those answers, which is going to help you identify the type of content you should be posting or creating or sharing or engaging with. Yeah. So ask yourself some of those questions um, when it comes to what you want to talk about on social media, especially LinkedIn, building your personal brand. The next thing I want to talk about is maximizing your social footprint. This is some nice mm-hmm. words. Yeah. Some nice marketing words <laughs> Sounds there. hot. Yeah. Um, and obviously that's TikTok, LinkedIn, Twitter. My, my biggest tip here, and I can't remember when I heard this, but it was y- years ago. And someone said, when you first create a LinkedIn profile, it gives you your URL with like, you know, Tasha Dalbianco, and then it has um, a whole bunch of like random numbers at the end of it. Yeah, yeah. You can customize yeah. that URL. Remove those numbers, yeah. for goodness sake. Like anyone yeah. with those numbers still on there is obviously showing me you don't know how to customize your LinkedIn profile. Yeah. So when I go and look for a candidate that has applied for a job here at Red Pandas, I actually look at their URL and I think, have they customized their URL? If they haven't, they almost lose a point straight away. Yeah. Mind you guys, we're in marketing. Oh, so. yes. Yeah, keep that in mind. We're <laughs> yeah. in marketing. I'm gonna, and we're going to have that like, like really picky. We have that attention to detail when it things. comes to an online presence. But I think if you want to take some key takeaways, that's, that's a really quick win. You can yep. go and check and make sure that you've done. Um, I know Linda has because when we hired you, I checked for that. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Honestly, it was so long ago I created my LinkedIn. I couldn't tell you if you asked me if I've got well, numbers you're in at marketing. the end of it. <laughs> you're in marketing. So like you said, you would have – something you naturally would have picked up in the beginning. But even if you're not, it's still worth it. So yeah, coming back, tip. Coming back to maximizing your social footprint, your let's, let's just really hone in on LinkedIn, your LinkedIn profile here. So obviously optimize that URL. Have a nice picture. A relevant, nice picture of yourself. What classifies as nice tea? Professional picture. For, yeah. a, for a female, I would I would typically say, you know, a nice headshot. You're wearing whatever you're wearing, just keep it keep it PG. <laughs> Not to say anything else. Yeah. Just be professional. Yeah. And for men, same thing. Just keep it professional. You know, I want to see random angles or like MySpace photos from what's mm. your language, Sasha? <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> to stop, I had to stop myself. Ooh, there. I know where that sentence was going. Yeah, yeah, I get very mm. passionate. Um, so have have a good picture, have a good, relevant, up to date picture of yourself. Good URL on LinkedIn. You can have you can optimize your headline. So you know, optimize the headline to to have so where it sits directly under the photo. Yeah, you're saying yeah, yeah, exactly. Have it say something, whether it's a you know a one line mission statement type of thing about you or positioning statement if you will um and i'm pretty sure when you become a creator creator if you turn on the creator toggle within um linkedin it actually allows you to put in buckets of what you talk about and it comes up as hashtags exactly which is awesome if you're really focusing on personal branding because from there linkedin actually works off those hashtags and then feeds your uh your post to a wider network yeah so that tip that linda just mentioned i'd put that in the bucket of maximize your social footprint like any setting that you can do that's going to help your social um, your LinkedIn page make you look better Mm. and more authoritative on those topics that we spoke about before what am I going to talk about these things okay I'm going to put that hashtag here because that's what I want to be known for yeah Um, I love the idea of having a personal like I said before positioning statement I can't remember again where I heard this years ago but it's like a one-liner and you start it with I help 
and then you say what it is that you do. So mm-hmm. I help companies generate leads. Yeah. Right? I help companies grow better yep. or whatever it might be. That positioning statement at the top of your LinkedIn really quickly tells someone, oh, this chick works in digital marketing or yep. whatever yep. it might be. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, yeah, well, okay, but you got, you got the point. <laughs> you got the point. Um, what else do I have on maximizing? So enhancing your summary. So have a really good bio there. I had for years a bio written by, funnily enough, Moby. Um, yep. And more recently That's I changed. a good idea actually. Yeah, it was like a reference. It was like a, bio. yeah, literally it was like a bit of a test because I didn't know what to write. Writing is not my strong set. Make so it up, Moby. 100%. <laughs> Get a good testimonial of yourself. Put it there for now. But you should, I think you should have a good bio. So more recently, I uh, I didn't write the bio myself. Uh, Sophie did. And nice. it's on my I LinkedIn. Love it. I actually took it from our website. So Linda, go do that. Yep. Oh, good idea. Yeah, because she's already written them. So I'd, I may have added a Look couple us, more things We're still working here. on our personal branding, guys. Yeah, it's, it's ever evolving. Yeah. And as, as your career grows and as you grow and you get better at what you're doing, um, that's going to be reflective in your personal branding. Mm-hmm. So there's that one, enhance your summary. Feature visual content. So if you do create content like videos or imagery or, you know, ebooks or whatever it is, put that shit up there. Let yeah. people see what yeah, you yeah. do. Like it's impressive. And you can even do it under um, previous jobs that you've had. You can exactly. actually link different uh, resources. Yep. So people can find that a little bit more easily. Again, most probably, you know, beneficial from an employment point of view, but nonetheless still personal branding. Yeah, exactly. Personal branding. And it all, it all, it all adds up. It's like we said before, why it's important is when you go for that next job or when you are being headhunted, which is a real mm. thing that happens these days, yeah. they're going to look for not only your experience, yes, but like who you are, what are your values, what drives you. T, have you noticed um, opportunities mm. roll in more as you've been posting more? Yeah. 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 And you, <laughs> it's it's hard, thing, sometimes guys. it's hard to differentiate between like real what's and spam yeah. and yeah, yeah. what are actual opportunities. I'm personally not in the market for looking for a new job right now. No, but it's but flattering. It is flattering. It is flattering when you get these job offers. Um, I always show them to Moby. I'm like, pay rise time. No, I'm joking. I don't, I've done it once. <laughs> oh, that's gold. Um, anyway, uh, and do I have anything else on enhancing? I think, yeah, it was just feature that visual content. So, yeah, like to Linda's point, you can go to past jobs and you can share content that you may have created then, uh, whether it's, yeah, articles, imagery, you're really building this LinkedIn profile to be your digital footprint and like a resume. It's just complementing your resume. Yeah. Anything else you want to add on maximizing your social footprint, Linda? No, but what I will say is within all these things that you're doing, obviously you're looking at the description and you're working on your profile photo and then you're, you know, trying to do the, all these posts. I would say two key takeaways is just don't worry about the quantity at first just try and get into a rhythm of being consistent. Of posting? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So work out what you're capable of to start with. Yep. And just try and hit that target every week. And don't worry about the likes <laughs> and the comments too much at first. Like you just, you need to be ready to fail. Know that you're going to fail. Like at the beginning, you kind of just need to be able to see what posts are going to yeah. stick with people, what's not going to stick with people. There's a lot of split testing type activities Mm -hmm. that go on just like when you're doing you know paid campaigns it really is a similar exercise for when you're personal branding that's it yeah I love that so that kind of brings us to our last point and that is um don't aimlessly go out and just post yeah ask yourself those questions that we said before yeah maximize your profile and then have a strategy yeah and to Linda's point if it's one a week 
be consistent with that one a week. And I've literally written here, consistency, be consistent, be consistent. Like that is probably the most important thing. If it's one a week, and I'm saying, again, I'm saying this for myself more than (laughs) anyone else in this room, be consistent. One post a week, if that's all you can manage to do, just do it. Hit that target. And hit that target and do that one consistent post. And that's, that is better than the nothing you were doing yesterday. Yeah. Um, variety. Variety is important. So those questions that we spoke about before, when you have your buckets and you know what you're talking about, every time you post, be like, take one from the bucket. Don't constantly be posting about that one topic because mm-hmm. you're just going to get pigeonholed and it's going to get boring for your content viewers and potential employees in the future. They're going to be, you might be limiting yourself. Yeah. They might think, oh, this girl doesn't actually know anything more than HubSpot, for example. Yeah. So on that as well, variety. I guess because we have been testing different buckets, yep. I can say from experience, I know all of us, this resonates with all of us. I'm going to say a pro tip, particularly for us in the marketing industry, I'm sure this would resonate and translate across different industries. But what I see and colleagues have seen as the highest performing type posts always are personal, like vulnerable posts. Yeah, They just yeah. always outweigh like incredibly because people want to connect with people they don't want to connect with companies yeah yeah they want to look at a human and say oh I can relate to that I can feel that I know what this is like yeah so it's so yeah to to, like to really harp on what Linda's saying stop being robots yeah posting about your company your company your company and post about your people yeah. And when you're I mean, doing it your... took me so long to get to that first yeah. vulnerable post, if you mm. will, because you're right, T, I didn't really want to share that on LinkedIn. Like I thought it was too personal. Yeah. I'm used to just sharing more around the industry and technical knowledge, but I got so many more likes and engagement sharing that post yeah. that was vulnerable as opposed to everything else in the other buckets. Yeah, I reckon I mm, I don't think I've done too much vulnerability posting yeah. on my professional platform. Yeah. Personally, yeah, sure, no worries. Yeah. That's a whole different. That's a whole different thing. That's a different Tasha. But yeah, it's a completely different woman. Uh, but on LinkedIn, yeah, I'll be honest. I probably had my guard up quite a bit, and I and I probably do think, oh, no one wants to hear but about the do. struggles. Yeah, yeah it resonates. I, yeah, I've seen it. Like it just it always resonates. It's crazy because you don't think people want to hear about that, but they do. Yeah, yeah. But it's a balance, right? So that's yes. one of the buckets. You know, vulnerable heart content pieces where it's a bit more of that nature yeah all right that uh that kind of rounds us off uh we did get a lot of inspiration from um the she mentors podcast if anyone's interested in it i'll link to it in our personal show notes but other than that thank you for listening and we're very keen and eager to hear feedback on this or any other episode uh linda will be off traveling europe for the next four weeks i want to say four months i was like hell no (laughs) four weeks so we'll have some guest podcasters on over the time that she's away. Don't miss me too much. We will definitely, I will definitely miss you. <laughs> I'll definitely miss you. Um, but with that said, please hit us up on uh, LinkedIn, Linda, D'Amico, Tasha D'Albianco. Visit redpandas.com.au forward slash MM11 for this particular episode. And uh, yeah, that's it. Thanks, guys. Woo!